Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. What are the key elements to being a Christian? Well, you may not be dead physically, but according to the Word of God, until Jesus Christ comes into your life, you are dead spiritually. That means you are dead toward God. That means that God can't communicate with you. You can't communicate with God. Dr. David Jeremiah gives us insight into basics of the Christian faith. Next time on Turning Point. Listen to Turning Point at 12.30 p.m. Monday through Friday on the Good News Station, WCNO. Depression, anxiety, panic attacks, guilt, self-esteem, and stress. Problems that affect individuals and families every day. Dr. Frederick L. Stevens is a licensed psychologist who has extensive counseling experience providing counseling from a Christian perspective. He specializes in helping people overcome these problems and build their self-esteem, reduce guilt, and improve marital relationships. Dr. Frederick L. Stevens, located in Port St. Lucie, is available at 772-398-4377. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of revelation and truth being released in our hearts. Father, I ask you, God, for entrance into every heart this morning. Let me walk the corridors of the hearts of all the people in this house today. Lord, I thank you for the authority that you've put in this house, for the word of truth, Lord, that transforms our lives and changes us from the inside out and gives us the victory, God, that we can walk in. Lord, I thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and guides us through this journey of life. And Lord, when we stay on the path that you have directed for us, Lord, we live an abundant, blessed life. Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for the faith that we need to be able to live that life. And we just declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Obviously, my heart's a little bit heavy this morning. We were up very late last night. We got home from the hospital about 1.30 in the morning. And when we got back to pick up Michael's motorcycle, his tire was flat. So I had to go get the truck, and we had to trailer it down to another guy's house. I got in about 3 o'clock this morning. And uh, my heart was heavy because, of, you know, I've, I've been talking to Matt for a while. I met him through Jordan. He's a really good friend of Jordan's. And he, the first time I met him, he was real belligerent. You know, F this, GD, F this, GD, and I just language every other word. And, you know, hardcore young guy. And um, he found out I was a pastor sometime between then and about five nights ago. And I noticed he started saying freaking and dang instead of you know his language started cleaning up a little bit around me <laughs> and uh he um came in the we were at fridays the other night eating and i was sitting by a guy who was really drunk and belligerent and i was just praying lord don't let me choke him out <laughs> i'm a pastor i'm in fridays with the guy and he's you know he's loud and obnoxious and i'm gonna choke him out lord and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray with him and send him to heaven and i'm having thoughts like that i'm like help me have grace for this guy you know and not choke him out and Matt came in, he just started asking me questions, you know? 
he said, you know, he said, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of into Buddhism. I'm a little, you know, I like it all. I'm into everything. I just like, I love the questions and, uh, and the answers. And I said, well, I got a lot of answers because, I, you know, I, I was a seeker for a long time. And I said, you know what you are, Matt? He said, what's that? I said, you're a seeker. You're not satisfied with what the world gives you for answers for life. And I said, that's good because as long as you're seeking, I know eventually you'll find yourself in the truth. And he said, well, is it okay if I come by any time and can I come see you and just ask you questions? I said, you can ask me anything you want. I'll give you the answers. I said, I got them all. <laughs> now, normally that sounds like I'm full of pride, but the truth is, is I do have all the answers. His name is Jesus. And it took me many years to figure that out. And most of you know my testimony. I figured it out in jail when I didn't have a whole lot to look forward to. And uh, it brought me to a, a very low place in my life where I could finally see clearly for the first time, uh, aside from all the stuff in life. And um, I just saw something in him where there was a hunger. And I got past, you know, his, his worldly cultural attitude. And him and Jordan stopped by my house yesterday, and they hung out on the porch, and his girlfriend was there. They were there for about uh, 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And we were waiting on someone. We were just talking and hanging out and talking and hanging out. And um, I just thought, you know, he's coming around. I can see him saved, you know. The, the mercy of the Lord, he's still with us, you know. So it's been on my heart because I, I ride with a bunch of guys that aren't Christians on Thursday night, and I spend a lot of time with this group of guys that don't know the Lord, but God's given me some favor with them, and I've been able to share my testimony one-on-one -on -one with them. And uh, what I have discovered and what I have known for a while is that there is power in your testimony to transform lives. I did want to give you an update because um, I spoke with Jordan this morning. Jordan's here. He's back in the sound booth. And uh, he was with him when he wrecked. He was following him down the, the bridge across the beach. And he saw the bike go up in a fireball. It ran into the back of a Suburban and um, knocked him right out of his shoes, about 30 feet in the air. But both of his wrists are shattered. And uh, his knee is gone. And uh, Jordan told me this morning that he hit so hard his pelvis is crushed and the only thing that kept his body from separating was his lower spine but they had to staple him all the way around back together um, God oftentimes takes tragedy like this and he turns it for our good but I want to tell you something God didn't do it to him that's the devil the devil has a plan he is organized he is a strategist he is a master of deception. He'll get you to believing that you are awesome and that you are good and that nothing can touch you, that you're, in, that you're not vulnerable to anybody, that your feelings can't get hurt. And once you believe all that stuff and you think you're the master of your own destiny, he'll come in and rob, kill, and destroy. That's how he operates. He's been doing it for 6,000 years. And can I just tell you, he's very good at it. And I also want to tell you this, you are no match for him on your own. You're not smart enough. You don't have an IQ deep enough. The, Satan came from heaven. He knows a few things about heaven and has experienced a few things about heaven that we don't know. And the only reason that we can have victory over him is because of Jesus. Jesus is the one that has victory. Jesus defeated him 2,000 years ago. And when we embrace Jesus and we embrace the cross and we allow the Lord to live in our life, then you can have victory over the enemy of your soul who does want to steal from you, who does want to kill you and rob from you. That is his only mission is to keep you away from your father. And he sometimes has been so good at making us become our own worst enemy. Come on now. He's had great success. There's not a person within the sound of my voice this morning that does not know somebody that has suffered greatly because of the enemy. 
We all have had loss of life. We've all seen people tormented. We've all seen people suffer. Can I tell you, that is not the work of our Father. That is the work of the devil. And he tricks us into becoming our own worst enemy because we just start thinking we're, we, nothing can touch us. But I want to tell you something this morning. God has given us a weapon of warfare. It is called the power of testimony. And testimony, the power of testimony can not only set you free and change your life, it can set those who hear your testimony free and change their life. Because really it's about communicating relationship to people. Our Father in heaven wants to have a relationship with His children. And when we can embrace that relationship with our Father... Oh my God, come on. And we can get people to understand how that relationship works. Then how many of you know, it's not just a matter of salvation. It's a matter of a lifestyle. It's a matter of abundant living. It's a matter of overcoming. It's a matter of of really becoming a reformer and changing thoughts and ideas and ways of thinking over to the way the Father thinks so that we don't think on our own anymore. We think the way He thinks. We're not just worried about having survival and living in survival or worried about being, being successful. How many know living the key to life? Life is not being a success or having everybody around you believe that you're a success. That's not the key to life. Let me understand this morning that the key to life is to have significance. For your life to actually have meaning. Not some BS, some kind of an ad commercial that you see on TV. But for your life to carry water, to have meaning, to have understanding, to have purpose. Significance. And see, God wants us to move into a place where we really become the kind of person that understands what it means to live a life of purpose. And what He has done is He has given us this thing called a testimony. A testimony. So that we can tell of how good He is and how awesome He is and what He's done for us. There is nothing more precious and more valuable in this life than the relationship that we can have with our Father in heaven. But yet we have millions and millions and millions and millions of people that will live their life in no relationship with Him, struggling and cycling in and out of depression, in and out of trouble. In it, Come on now. You know what I'm talking about because you've all done it. But praise God! I've been set free from that kind of thinking, that kind of cycle, that kind of life. I know my Father. I know my Father. Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his side. Now we understand this morning that Jesus has overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. Come on now, that's why he came. The Bible said he came to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen. He, he came, to, he, he came to, 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 to restore the kingdom of God. To put back in place a way of life, a way of kingdom thinking that would change us from the inside out. Amen? Amen. The life He lived and the life He gave up for us was the key to His overcoming. How many know because of what He's done, we can also overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil? Hmm? From the perspective of His blood, it's a done deal. It's a finished product. It's, it's already been done. We can overcome the world and the flesh of the devil because he's overcome it. Jesus shed his blood and it's available to anybody that will believe. Somebody say whosoever. whosoever. It says whosoever shall believe. It's a whosoever promise. That means that you're all qualified. How many of you understand this morning that you're a whosoever? Slap somebody a high five this morning and say you're a whosoever. 
That means if you're willing, you can have it. If you want to believe it, you can have it. Amen? Isn't that right? Whoever believes on him and calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, y'all could have shouted a little bit louder than that. Whoever believes in him and calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Somebody say, there's more. Huh? Because of what he did, we can be saved. And now we know him as Savior. But how many of you know this morning that God took it a step further than just having him as a Savior? He said, not only do I want to save you, I want to give you a better way of living. Let me be the Lord of your life. I don't want to just save you out of your mess and clean you up so you can look pretty and put you on a shelf and say, look at what I did. I want to show you another way to live. A better way. An abundant way. A blessed way. Huh? His relationship with us is so that He can be our Lord. That's the kind of relationship He wants. He wants to be the Lord of our life. So I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Well, the thing that you don't understand is in this relationship, He says the first will be last and the last will be first. He says, I've come to serve. In other words, He loves you so much, He just wants to prop you up and bless you. Come on now. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they overcame him by who? The devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's his part. How many know he's the, his blood? The, he's the lamb of God. It was his blood that was shed. Jesus did his part. Somebody shout, he did his part. Come on now, he provided the way. Amen. It says, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And then it goes on to say this, And by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto death somebody said that's my part part. he did his part and that's my part I've got to testify Hmm? that word that that says they did not love their life even to death simply means that they were willing to lay down their life for the sake of the gospel they were ready to give it all because the message was more important than the messenger Hmm. come on now I mean, we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, so we understand that the Bible clearly teaches us that we got to love ourselves. Come on, somebody say, i got to love myself. I can't hate myself. I mean, one of the enemy's ploys is to get you to a place where you can hate yourself so you can get into some kind of a mental state of being or depression so you take your own life. There is nobody that would ever take their own life unless they hated themselves. So I mean, you got to love yourself. When you get home, look in the mirror and say, I love you. You're the best looking thing since sliced bread. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. 